Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am your expert life strategist, Karina Calhoun. I am your host here at Go Be Great. And I've got another amazing episode. I am really, really thrilled about this. I'm kind of pumped because I'm in anticipation and expectation of an awesome and amazing conversation. So folks, I want to introduce to you Michelle Thompson. And Michelle, tell us where in the world you are. First of all, welcome to the show. Thank and you. Then, Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm thrilled. Where in the world are you? I'm in New York City, New York, USA, in Harlem. Okay, awesome. I have never been to Harlem. I have flown into New York and out of New York. I've actually been to, let's see, my daughter and I in January, we flew to, is it Binghamton? Bingham? Binghamton, New York and upstate. Yeah. 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 We flew up there for a couple of days. Um, she went to go see some friends and she's just, you know, my daughter's really amazing. She wanted to, you know, ask me, this old lady, to hang out with her. So I was like, sure, why not, you know? Um, so, yeah, that's the only only time I've really been there and actually stayed. So Gotcha. I, yeah, that's a ways up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. was freezing cold. Oh, yes, my it goodness. was. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, but the mountains were beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Michelle, tell us. How are you loving on the world around you right now? Ooh, um, I, I love that you asked that because I this weekend I just came from a conference called Shift the Field, and mm -hmm. it's um, it's Darla Ledoux's, um it's her conference. She's a coach as well, and mm -hmm. she actually worked with me to get to get clear about what I want and what I want in the world and to stop hiding it. <laughs> so it's, I'm really awesome. I'm glad that you I'm glad you, that you asked that because I the way I'm loving up on the world after that um, is to be really clear that we are not going to change the world and create the world we want without calming our nervous systems and getting in touch with what is pleasurable. Right. If we do if we try to change the world in the ways that you know, of like hard grind for somebody else all the time, nothing's going to shift. And so I'm offering my particular set of skills, my particular, I love EFT, I love coaching, and that's emotional freedom technique or tapping. I love coaching. And I'm offering that to the people I serve so that we can have fun and make this planet what it needs to be at the same time. I don't think these things are in contradiction to each other. You have said a mouthful and you have come out the gate blazing and on fire. Let me just say that. <laughs> I left this weekend blazing on fire, so I'm glad to see that the energy continues. Because, you know, when I hear people say hustle and grind, that always equates to me with most people, um, exhaustion. Uh, a never-ending cycle, so much negativity involved. But that's for most people that I see, that I feel from them. Mm -hmm. But with me, hustle and grind, you know, I was working a couple of nights ago and my husband, I'm here in my office, which is across from our bedroom. And my husband, you know, it was about 9, 9.15 and I kept walking back and forth and talking to him. And 
So I started to shut everything down. He hadn't said anything, but he was like, no, babe, grind, grind it out. You mm-hmm. know, but he knows and understands that my idea of grind and hustle is not bad. Right. It's not negative. Right. It's a, a beautiful balance. You know? Right, exactly. And, 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 no, yeah, go ahead, just, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I, um, it's not that, you know, I personally love work. <laughs> like I really do. Like if you look at human design, I'm a generator. I'm all, I'm here for it. Right. Um, and it's not inherent. I, I'm not saying that work is inherently bad. I am saying that I'm not saying we shouldn't work. I'm not like, I'm not, that's not my point. Right. I'm saying that I want us to do work that really feeds our souls. Yes. Yes. I want us to do work in a way like and if it's feeding our souls we can't do that mm-hmm. when we are burning the candle on both ends mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we can't do that when we're not nourishing ourselves mm-hmm. we can't do that when we're disconnected from our bodies we can't do that when we're disconnected from the people we love or we're disconnected from community and ultimately disconnected from the earth mm-hmm. it's just not possible yes. and that's and when we lose that connection that's when we're in hustle and grind and we're yeah we just we can't we can't do what we're we're not going to bring our we're not going to shine our light the way that yeah shining our light absolutely absolutely and, and i think about when I was in corporate America, I was in high level leadership and I burned the candle at every end you could think of. <laughs> you had it as. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I hated it. Right. I love leadership. Leadership is, is me. Mm-hmm. You know, people talk about how, you know, it's ingrained and things like that. No, it's not ingrained in me. It just is me. Mm-hmm. And so... The leadership piece of it, I loved, but everything else began to drown that out and I hated it. But then once I was out of corporate America and then I, you know, and I still do um, certain little gigs here and there, even Mm -hmm. outside of my business. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now it's a different perspective because it's on my terms. And I think that's what people need to understand. Exactly. When it's exactly. on your terms, it's not a situation of, you know, I'm trying to play their game or be good at their game or beat them at their game. It's baby, you set your own game. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's funny. I'm working on a, on a lead magnet about time because, you know, I work with women who are lawyers who are working, you know, 70 to 90 hours a week and want to build something very different from their lives, right? And as I'm playing with this, I'm thinking about, you know, if, you know, if we think about money, we get a budget, right? Like we, you know, like the way that we handle our money is with a budget, right? We set our priorities and we spend our money according to our priorities. You know, if you want to be housed, you'll make that a first priority. You pay, you make sure you pay your housing, right? Um, but I think there's similar things with time, right? That, and when we pull ourselves out of the equation, equation of how we spend our time, 
this is when things go profoundly sideways, right? Mm-hmm. You not, you're not only, you know, here we are in this really advanced stage of capitalism and what the powers that be hope for us is that we will donate our time, right? So we're gonna, well, we're gonna pay X amount for you to work 40 hours a week, but they don't want you to work 40 hours a week. They want you to work somewhere from 70 to 90 hours a week. So you want me to donate 30 30 to 40 hours per week to you. Now think about it. If your employer said, could you give me back half of your paycheck? You'd be like, oh, I don't think so. No, I'm gonna keep every single one of these coins. So why would you donate your time? Because you are, you're effectively, you're, you're, if you think about it like money, you are donating your whole salary back to that employer. And that's not, that's not where we need to be. <laughs> that's not it. That's not it. Right. And I don't think, I don't think anybody wants to spend their time that way. I don't think that's the priority we want with our time. No one ever died and said, wow, I wished I worked for Microsoft for more hours. Said who? Um, <laughs> right. That is not, that's not, Exactly. <laughs> what we want for ourselves, it never was. And, but, but it's going to take time. We're going to actually have to stop and take the time to go, what is it that I want? What, what am I here for? What do I need to bring to fruition? Because it's time for me to stop donating my, t- donating my time, which by the way, also equals donating your money. You know, and it's, it's amazing that you say that, even that piece with donating your money, because when you think about all of the things that encompass you working for someone else. There's so much that goes into that. So talk to us, Michelle, about how we can begin to pull back. I actually think, you know, and people might think, okay, now you have to take this 20 day process. No, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> I do think it really is as simple as building five let me, let me back back up for a minute. Um, what is the name of this book? I can see that I have a visual of what I'm talking about. I can't think of the name of the book. Abby Wambach's wife. What is her name? What is the book? Um, what's in my library here? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm on the, I'm on my Apple books because that's where I read it. Um, Oh, I cannot remember the name. Anyhow, she talks about she needs to actually take time to she when she's actually confused about what to do, she actually needs to take time to get quiet. And she would actually withdraw and go into the closet and sit there in the dark. You know, for a chunk of time, it could be 5 minutes, it could be 10 minutes or whatever. And she would get, she would connect with what her gut was saying. And when she could hear what her gut really wanted, that's when, that's, that's when she comes back out with a decision about what she's doing. I cannot believe, I cannot remember the name of this book. This is killing me. Um, but that's, um, that's, that's how she assesses what to do when she does it. And what I take from that is that we need to take our own time out, right? We need to take a step back. We need to, you know, maybe it doesn't need to be in the dark. Maybe it doesn't need to be in a closet, whatever. But 
we actually need to take the space to really connect with what it is our soul is calling us to do, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get crazy enough to say that, right? Like, what is our soul asking us to do in that moment? What is the, and, and if we can connect with that for any amount of time, that can start untamed, untamed by Glennon Doyle. Jeez. Okay. That's the book I'm talking about. If we can take a moment to feel deeply into what our soul is calling us to do, like that five minutes can help us reset what it is we're going to do, right? Like that now, now we have a shot at hearing what it is we are meant to spend our, spend our time on, right? And maybe when you hear that, you may not know immediately, like, okay, so now I need to do da 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 That may not be that clear. But, and, and this is not like instant gratification work, right? Like that's, again, like that's what, that, that's what the that's what the forces that be would like us to have it. It's not necessarily that, right? But if we can't even hear what it is, if we can't even take back the time, like the five minutes, five minutes to actually listen to and hear what that is, we're we're never we're we're always going to be we're always going to be you know walking to the beat of a, of someone someone other someone else's drum, right? And so the goal here is just to really sit and be quiet with it, and just trust, right? trust and believe that the way for that thing is going to be open. If it's in you, it's, it, it exists. It's, you're going to move towards it, right? But you've got to be able to listen to it. You've got to be able to hear and listen to it and, and, focus, on, and, and, and focus in on that when you hear it. Absolutely. And, you know, Michelle, one of the things that I talk to people about often is that we each were born with a purpose, and if you think about it, if you envision you're walking down a path, a road, street, highway, whatever you want to call it, you have purpose that is calling to you every single day, every single day, exactly. that purpose is calling to you. And so if you're walking and the purpose is over here to the right, but you go to the left, then you're out of sorts. And so that purpose is calling you back. But exactly. people don't realize that that's why you're unfulfilled if you're in, like I was in corporate America when everything changed about what I was doing, when it shifted from leadership to just being a worker as far as just grind, grind, grind. Right. I did not feel fulfilled because I was not in my purpose. Exactly. Exactly. But if I'm in my purpose, whatever that purpose is, there's that fulfillment that's there. And a lot of times people feel like, well, you know, I don't really know what my vision is. And I tell people, your vision is always right in front of you. It's just that the world and people that you love and care about and not maliciously, but so many different things distract you and muddy that view of that vision. But when you can clear your vision, like you said, go into that quiet space, clear your vision, you can be able to see, you'll be able to see that vision right before you exactly. and you'll be able to pull it towards you. 
exactly because it, it's you know it can be quiet it's quiet and deep-seated <laughs> right yeah. it it's is quiet right and there and so you so, but you have but you have to give it the space to show to show itself yeah yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely so with that being said, and I love that you went, you know, you journeyed, went and came back and you're now on fire or you're on fire. I'm not going to say now you may have been before, but you're on fire and you are not just sitting in that fire because a lot of times people go, they hear something great and amazing and they just kind of stew in that fire and that fire begins. Yeah, to that's become so different. not interesting. <laughs> Yeah. You know, not interesting. you know, but you're here and you're talking about, you know, that fire and I can feel it in you that, you know, you're allowing it to, to shine forth because that fire, Michelle, will begin to, you know, jump to the next person and the next person and the next person. Because at the end of the day, we all should be fire starters of some type. You know, I love that you talked about that fire going everywhere. One of the, um, I don't know if you can see this, but one of the doodads that we got with this okay. conference, this is a dandelion in this glass. Wow. And the and the person um, who runs this, her the, the symbol for her business is the dandelion. Why? Because you spread dandelions when the wind blows, the yeah. seeds go everywhere and they plant themselves everywhere. So wow. I love that you talked about fire that way too, right? It's true, fire spreads, wow. seed spread. Yes, I love that. I absolutely love that. And that just reminds me of when I was a child um, living in the country of North Carolina, down in the country. Um, I used to play with dandelions all the time. And the childlikeness, the joy, mm -hmm. and, you know, just the, the fun that I got with blowing and then watching those seeds fly away. That's really when you think about it, oh my goodness, that is the joy that we should have as yes. we're spreading the seeds of our business. Yes, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Oh my goodness. I knew this was going to be a juicy conversation. <laughs> I knew it, it absolutely is. Oh yeah. I knew it. I knew it. So Michelle, for those that want to get in touch with you, how can they get in touch with you? You could go to my website, resistantvision.com resistantvision.com and um you'll find all the ways to find me on social media there um yeah that's the best way to do that right now i love that i love that resistant vision i love that tell us how you came up with the name Ooh, so it came up this i i have a doctorate um and i have a, a jd i'm a glutton for punishment or i don't know <laughs> something <laughs> and um the work, the, the scholarship that I did as um, in my doctoral program was about the descendants of runaway slaves called Maroons. Mm. And I study one particular community in Jamaica at the, at, and during the 19th century, during the 1800s. And what the Jamaican government hoped, desperately hoped, is that they would eliminate these communities. And they were like, yep, not so fast. <laughs> not so fast. <laughs> And they spent the entire, and they didn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a military battle, right? Um, after slavery ended in the British Empire, which was, you know, uh, 
20, 30 years before it was in the United States. Um, they, you know, the, the British government said, well, okay, our agreement with you is done. And they're like, yeah, no, we're not gonna do it. So it wasn't by military fighting, but it was, but they were every single time they encountered the Jamaicans, they were very clear about what they were trying to accomplish. Right? They were trying to accomplish their understanding of the treaty and every single piece of resistance that they put up against the Jamaican government was in service of that vision. And that's how I came up with it. I was like, uh, like I think in the United States, we often resist to resist, right? And we're not often really clear about the vision. Like the Dobbs decision is heartbreaking to me because it's all about abortion and abortion is important, right? That is about reproductive autonomy. But if I'm talking about reproductive autonomy as the vision, right? If I'm talking about women having the ability to, if we are unable to decide when we are going to have children, it really impacts our ability to leave our mark on this world, however we wanna leave it, right? It could be careers, it could be, it could be any number of ways, right? And, you know, if we keep reproductive autonomy up front, right? And that also means, right? But if we're talking about autonomy, it, it's a larger conversation than abortion. I know many people talk about this, but this is this is like my particular thing. It's a larger conversation than abortion, right? It is about, that means you don't get to force me to take hormonal ways that'll stop my ability to ovulate for a year. Like you don't get to force me to do that because I'm black and female, right? That means that you don't get to forcefully um, what's the word, um, surgically remove my reproductive organs because you don't like my race, right? Like, I mean, this, this stuff was happening in the South while people were being detained on the border, right? Like, that's what reproductive autonomy means, right? Um, if we had that in front of us, I think we'd be having a very, very different conversation about this, right? We, we like, like, you know, the powers that be wants to limit it to abortion, but this is far greater than that. Yeah. And anyhow, so yeah, that's vision. And I and my resistance is in, in like that that it's in service of that vision. It's not yeah. in service of you know, abortions is a mean abortion is a means to an end. Reproductive yeah. autonomy is a vision, right? Yeah. And we want our we want our resistance to serve that vision. Anyhow, that's a pretty long answer to your question. <laughs> really wanting people to see the the big picture, the totality of it, Absolutely. and begin to move in that direction. In that direction and stop resisting the big picture by being focused and distracted on the smaller things. Exactly, exactly. Love it. And Love again, it. I mean, it's not that abortion is small. I don't want to say, I'm not saying Right, that. we I'm, don't want to diminish it. We don't right. want to But it's part of an arsenal yes. of things that need to yes. happen. Yes, 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 definitely. I love this. I love this conversation. So Michelle, thank you so, so very much for joining oh, me on the you. show today. Thank I you for inviting me, Karina. Yes. Absolutely. So folks, this has been another great and amazing episode of Go Be Great with Coach Karina. And I've had today on the show, Michelle Thompson. And remember, I will have clickable links in the show notes so that you can go directly to her uh, contact information. And I will see you all on the flip side. Bye, everybody. <laughs>